I think we cross frequencies, that's why. Again, welcome home, everybody. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. You know, uh, nothing beats us coming together. I'm so tired of Zoom. Aren't you tired of Zoom? No more Zoom. Amen. You know, uh, let's, let's, you know, enter into His presence. And one of the things that I want to pray that, you know, when we gather together, that God will keep us safe. Amen. I know that you all can't help it, but you all see each other, you want to hug each other, you want to shake hands, you know, by right, we are not supposed to do that, okay? Nevertheless, I know the eagerness of us, oh, it's so good to see you, it's so good to see you, you know, but because we want to be careful, let's, let's, let's pray and ask God to protect us. Father, there's such an excitement for us to come together, and I, I just want to pray, Lord, when we are careless, God, that you help us, Father, you eradicate every. COVID-19 right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, that we are coming out of, Lord, this tunnel. We thank you, God, for gathering us together again. God, bless everyone that comes, God. Protect this place. Make this place a safe place in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. If you have your Bible, let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, all the way to 3, or all the way to verse 4, sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, all the way to verse 4. It's been a while since we stand for the reading of God's Word. Why don't we stand for the reading of God's Word? Let's give honour to the Word of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye... Ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all. Underline the word first of all. Okay? The word first of all means this is the greatest, outermost, most important thing that you need to focus on. Okay? And then it goes on. That which also I received. How Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. It didn't stop there. And then it goes on, and that he was buried, comma, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Amen. How many of you are glad that Jesus came, died for us, was buried, amen, but he rose again. The Gospels has three parts. Death, burial, resurrection. And today, we come to celebrate resurrection. I don't know about you. Today, I come to celebrate God's goodness. I come to celebrate that He is alive. If you are here for the very first time and you're wondering why you're so jumpy, huh? why you are dancing, because He's alive. I was lost in my sin, but Jesus Christ is alive. He died on the cross. Amen. Folks, I, I want you to understand this. I, I read an article which is, makes total sense. You know, in Desert Storm, I think in 1988, a lady received a phone call. And the phone call was this, that the son has died. He stepped on a mine. He died. And this lady, three days, was in agony, crying. Why? 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 Three days of a most horrible experience of, of, of knowing that the son is gone. And, and, and there's guilt, there is grief, there is anger, all at the same time. And then the second day was the worst. But on the third day, 
I say again, on the third day, he received a phone call. Amen. And that phone call was from his son that he thought was dead. And when he heard the voice, Mom, I am alive. She was confused. But then at the same time, in her own words, she said, I could do a cartwheel. I am jumping because my son who was dead is alive. Folks, you're, you're not excited. Amen. I, I, I say again, I don't know about you, but, but, but most of us have never experienced our sons becoming resurrected again. Amen. The only people that knew, there were 10 resurrections in the Word of God. I think four in the Old Testament and three, Jesus rose from the dead. And then there were various people, the Bible says various Old Testament people that came out of the grave. Amen. So you and I probably have never had the chance of someone, hey, die. Then after that, three days later, they knock on the door. Hey, I'm alive. Let me tell you how I will feel. You may be seated. I will get excited. Amen. I don't know about you, but if, if, if my, my dad will come walk in that door, Dad, you are alive. You know, again, I, I just want to tell you today, you know, we, we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, but before we can really understand Resurrection Sunday, we need to go to Good Friday. Amen. I say, I say again, Good Friday. Good Friday wasn't good for Jesus Christ, but it's good for us. Amen. Can I hear a big amen? It was Friday, April 3rd, AD 33. Before Friday happened, Jesus predicted this eventful day. In Mark chapter 10, verse 33 to 34, he says this. Listen, he said, We are going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him with a whip and kill him. But after three days, everybody say, after three days. Turn to your neighbor says, after three days, he will rise again. I say again, he will rise again. Luke chapter 9, verse 21, 22. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by the elders and the leading priests, teachers of religious law, and he will be killed. But on the third day, turn to your neighbor and say, on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, again, it is the darkest day in human history. To most humans have no clue about this. Things seem normal. Babies are born. People eat and drink, marry, and given in marriage, butter in marketplaces, sell merchant ships, and fight battles. Children play, old women gossip, young men last, and people die. But this day, one death. One brutal, gruesome death. The worst and the best of all human deaths will leave you or will leave upon the canvas of human history the darkest hour. In Jerusalem, Jesus, God manifested in flesh, will be executed. 
Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he has prayed loud cries and tears. Jesus heard noise and looks up, torches, harsh voices signal the arrest party's arrival. Jesus wakes his sleepy, fr sleepy friends who are shaken alert at the sight of their brother Judas betraying his teacher with a kiss. Soldiers and servants encircled Jesus, arrested him. Jesus, being led away, disciples are scattering. But the disciples forgot about the prophecy. On the third day, he will arise. They forgot about it. Fear captured their hearts. And it was Friday. He was arrested, brought to the private council, and the council was conspiring to get damning verdict by daybreak. The council questioned him about his teaching. Jesus knows this informal integration is meant to catch him, disorientate him, and caught him unguarded. He is neither and gives this manipulative leader nothing. Irritated and impatient, the religious leader asked Jesus, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. The hour has come. Jesus speaks the words and sealed the doom for which he had come to endure. You have, in John chapter 12, verse 27, it goes like this. You have said so. And I tell you from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tears his robes in outrage, concealed relief over Jesus' blasphemy. He declares the trials end with what further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. The council's verdict, guilty of blasphemy. Guilty of blasphemy. Their sentence, death. But it's a sentence they cannot carry out. They need the governor to execute. And at that time, the governor was Pilate. He's struggling to make a decision. The scripture tells us that Pilate turned to the leading priest and the crowd and said, I find nothing wrong with this man. And the crowd shouted, Crucify him! But they forgot about the prophecy. It was Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. One of his closest disciples, Peter, is denying. But they forgot about the prophecy. It was Friday. The Romans beat Jesus. They robed him in scarlet and mocked him. They crowned him with thorns. But they don't know that Sunday is coming. It was this Friday. They see Jesus walking to Calvary. His blood is dripping. His body's tumbling and his spirit's burden. It's Friday. But you see, Sunday, come on, everybody say, Sunday is coming. It was Friday, the evil world's winning. People are sinning and evil's grinning. The soldiers kneeling Jesus' hands to the cross, they kneel Jesus' feet to the cross and they raise him up next to criminals. But you see, Sunday is, come on, you all need to get more excited with me. Sunday is, it was Friday. 
the disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. And the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved. And they don't know that Sunday is? Very good. It was Friday. He's hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken, and everyone left him alone, dying. But you see, Sunday is? Very good. It was Friday. The earth trembles and the sky grows dark. Jesus used his spirit. Hope is lost. Death has won and evil has conquered. It was Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands guard and a rock is rolled into place. But Sunday is? Friday is a time of suffering, pain, and agony. Saturday is a time of doubt, confusion, and misery. But Sunday is? Friday is a time of suffering, pain, and agony. Saturday is a time of doubt, confusion, and misery. But Resurrection Sunday is a time of hope, joy, and victory. So someone asked me, Pastor, you know, I, I don't get the idea why Jesus needs to suffer. Well, Romans chapter 5, verse 12 tells us, Wherefore, as one man sinned, and who is that one man? Adam, the first man sinned, entered into the world and died by sin. So death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. I, I don't know about you, but I liken sin, you know, maybe an incurable disease. Worse than COVID-19. More contagious because you are born with it. Amen. And, and the death, the penalty of sin is death. Sure guaranteed. Amen. But the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Death to many it's a place of ending. It's a place of sorrow. It's a place of darkness. Death is a place of holiness. And death is a place of judgment. I, I just can't help it, but you know, many of us have been watching this whole scenario in Shanghai and, and people are screaming out from their, 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 their apartments, screaming, yelling, because they've been stuck in this, this apartment too long. And, and, and some of them are just trying to escape, you know, and, 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 and trying to just get out of the building. I, I just can't help it. But, but picture this, Jesus sees the world dying in need of a saviour, in need of a cure. And he cannot stand looking in that glass, amen. Just imagine with me, I've seen people, you know, in the hospital, they are saying bye-byes and they are waving at each other through this glass, you know, they cannot touch the person. Jesus did not like the idea to be separated because of this sin. That he came down and Jesus do not want any of us to die without hope. That he came down as a human being. That's why the Bible says that death, everybody say death is an enemy. Come on, turn to your, turn to your neighbor and say death is an enemy. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26 says, the last enemy that will destroy is death. Wow. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but you know, when we start to quote 
death, where is thy sting? What is he really talking about? You see, how is death our enemy? It is our enemy number one. Because he separates man from his body. Amen. We were supposed to live in everlasting life. Adam and Eve should have everlasting life. But because of sin, they lost that opportunity. Amen. And, and because it, was, it is the penalty of sin and, and Satan's attack on man who was created in the image of God for fellowship with God. And number three, because it separates us from our loved ones. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but, but, but you know, I, I consider my loved ones dear to me and I don't want to be separated forever. Amen. Because death does that. You know, and then number four, because it ends ministries and often make life seem fertile and, or without purpose. And number five, because if men are without Christ, it sends them into a Christless eternity, forever separated from God. Amen. But let me share with you, my dear friends, Jesus had victory over death. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, I, I, that's why I want to rejoice today. That's why, you know, uh, I was just talking to God. He said, God told me to remind you, He's alive. You know, we, we don't need to go clean up tombs. Because He's no longer in a tomb. I, I, I say again, some of us still don't get it. Because, you see, if He's alive in you, it's written all over your life. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. That there's so much joy. He's alive. Like, like the lady, you know, I, I, I just pondered for a moment, you know, and in those three days, how, how did the lady felt? She was full of regret that I should have spent more time with my son. I should have more, be more accepting of my son. If, if I can do my life all over again, I, I will show my son more care. I will show my son more devotion. I will show my son things that I should be saying. But then, on the third day, there was the resurrection. It means, you know what? We get to do this all over again. Folks, I don't know about you. You know what? My, my, my life before Christ was such a mess. Hello? Hello? Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, come on, preach together with me today. I think it's been a while since you say a big amen. I think I will, you, you, you need to agree with me in Jesus' name. Uh, I don't know about you, but, but when I start to understand, hey, we have no tomb to clear and He's alive, He's alive forevermore. That puts an excitement in me. Amen. That my God is alive. My God in the Word of God is alive. He listens to me. He is with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. The Spirit of God is the hope of glory in me. Amen. That I have eternal life as I'm born again. I've responded to the death, burial and resurrection. I have, I've been born again. That, that the old has gone and the new has come. And the Bible put it this way, walk in newness of life. Amen. What would you do if you know that you will never die? <laughs> Look, some of you are looking behind. Do you believe that you will never die? Oh Lord, help me. I mean, imagine with me, what will you do that you know that you will never die? Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. 
Amen. Romans chapter 6, verse 33 tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Come on, give God praise today. And then Romans chapter 5, verse 15, all the way to verse 18. This is one of my favourite verses. Romans chapter 5, verse 15 to 18. But the free gift is not like the offence. For if by the one man's offence many died, much more the grace of God and the gift of by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many, and the gift is not like that which came to one who sinned. For judgment which came from one offence resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offences result in justification. For if by one man's offence death reigned through one, much more these who receive abundance grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offence judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation, even through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Before I close today, I want to tell you what the significance of resurrection is to me. First of all, the resurrection proved that Jesus Christ was God manifest in flesh. Amen. The fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross does not prove that He is God. When He rose up again, that proves that He is God. Amen. That He is alive forevermore. And the beautiful part about this is that He proves He is God manifest in flesh by fulfilling the prophecies of His death and by His return from the grave. Amen. The Bible declares in Romans chapter 1 verse 4, the living Bible, by being raised from the dead was proved to be the mighty son of God with the holy nature of God himself. Number two, here comes an exciting one. The resurrection proved Christ's power to forgive sin because he's God, he can forgive sin. Amen. This is something that is worth for us to think about. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you are still in your sins. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad for the resurrection, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that He's in this place. I'm so glad that He lives inside of me. I'm so glad that He is alive. Hallelujah. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, act like He is alive. <laughs> Amen. Number three. Oh man, this is my faith. The resurrection revealed Christ's power over death. Christ rose from the dead and will never die again. Death no longer has power over him. Amen. You know, one of the most exciting things, I know that it is a sad thing, but yet we grieve as not one without hope. When people leave this earth, they have graduated. Amen. I, I say again, praise the Lord. Amen. I, 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 I told the Lord, let me fulfill what I need to do on earth, but I want to leave this place with a bang. 
Amen. I want to leave this place with a celebration. <laughs> Amen. I say again, death is not something that we should be scared of. Amen. We are preachers of the gospel. Death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. We need to make sure that our election is sure. Amen. We need to make sure that all of us recognize that, hey, hey, this is not life. There is another one. Amen. There are times when I hear people dying with sickness, but I'm so glad for the, the, the next life. Amen. I'm so glad there is the next life. I, I hear people martyred for the gospel. I hear people dying for, but I'm so glad that the story does not end there. The story is just the beginning. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, we should be excited. Amen. That death is not the end, but death is the beginning. No more sickness. My dad told me, I was holding his hand. Say, Dad, you know, you're going to go to a place where there's no more bad reports. Every time he goes, he, I, I still remember the fear that his, his, his eyes, every year he will go for a medical checkup. Because he is an ex-cancer patient, I say, Tim, Tim, pray, pray, pray for me. Because tomorrow, I'm going to go for a medical checkup and they're going to put all kinds of tubes and tests all on me, all the needles and all these things. And then he say, I'm so sick and tired. If I want to die, I die happy. You know, then he got fed up. You know, my mom is giving him all the health diet. He say, enough! <laughs> if I'm going to go, I go happy. Give me the chakwee there. <laughs> you know, because he understood that there is a better life than this. Amen. And, 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 and I still remember the last checkup reports are bad. I grabbed hold of him, a few hours left with him. I said, Dad, no more bad report. Dad, you will be healed forevermore because you're going to put on, you're going to put on immortal body. And he looked at me straight and says, yeah, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm ready, you know, and, and he said this, Tim, if you, God's going to take me home, I want to die in dignity, I don't want to die with all kinds of sickness and going to be a burden to you, amen, I, I, I want to die in dignity, I want to die facing my Savior, I'm ready, amen, amen. and God took him like that. And I say, praise God. Come on, I say again, praise the Lord. I'm so glad that after this life, there's the next life. And that life, is we're going to reign together in eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ. No more sickness, no more sorrows. No eye have seen, no ears have heard that the good that the Lord has prepared for those who love Him. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. And, 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 and again, I, I love this part. You know, again, resurrection secure our victory over death as well as our defeated and defeated God's enemy, which is Satan. Amen. I, I say again, you can experience resurrection power today. Resurrection power over your addiction. Resurrection power over all your broken dreams. Maybe, you know what, you are going through a difficult period in your life. I say again, remember this. You know, there's a period that the scripture says he turned my mourning into Come on, I say this is not the final, amen. Maybe I'm going through difficult time. Maybe my mind is going crazy. But I'm saying that there's going to be an end of a season and there's going to be a joy that's evermore that is coming. I say again, everybody say praise the Lord. Come on. I, 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 I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm excited because after this, there's a battle thing that is coming. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Amen. Again, many of us don't understand what it means to live a resurrected life. We are still living with our grave clothes. Our past still haunting us. Our hurts from our past. God says those things are done away with. The old has gone and the new has come. It is about you to apply the newness of God into your life. God is wanting to do a new thing in your life. But why are you still wearing your grave clothes? Take out your grave clothes. Put on Christ. The hope of glory. Walk in newness of life. There are victories for you. There are battles for you to want. Come on. I have overcome the world. Come on. I'm alive. Everybody say praise God. Come on. I don't know about you, but, but again, we're going to take communion and communion is to commemorate the Lord's death. Okay? We're going to do that. We thank God for the blood. And we thank God for the broken body. We thank God for the blood of Christ. But then, don't you forget, the gospel is death, burial, resurrection. I say again, resurrection. I say again, resurrection. That's why Sunday is coming. Sunday is here. Sunday is over. Now you and I can rejoice in Resurrection Sunday. What did the disciples, what did the woman do? What did, John, uh, what did Peter do and John did? They ran out with excitement. He's alive. You know, there's a Hokkien term, Literally, the disciples, when Jesus walked in, okay, means see ghosts. Amen. You know, they were all confused. Everybody is saying, hey, he's no longer in the tomb. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that the, 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 the Abing disciples are, are you sure? Until I put my finger in the hand. <laughs> then suddenly he appeared. Boom. What do you say? Tampura. Boom. Oh, my Lord and my God. Folks, I, I'm going to help you understand this. Some of us know too much of the gospel intellectually, but you have not seen him. I know people, their life is just knowledge, but they have no revelation. When you have a revelation, nothing can take that away. <laughs> the Apostle Paul, amen, or Saul, you know, he's fighting for this, Judaism. He was trained under the greatest teachers. And then lo and behold, suddenly, suddenly, everybody say suddenly, a light came from Damascus, amen, and revealed to him, uh, I am Jesus. And their life literally changed. You see, some of us have lived with, 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 with the concept of someone's second-hand revelation or second-hand intellectual <laughs> uh, uh, knowledge. It's not good enough for us, for us to have intellectual knowledge. We need to have a revelation. We need that God shows up. You know, for me, God shows up when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and He didn't stop there. After one revelation, it's another revelation. Don't you stop that. God is still doing great things because He is alive. I say again, you know, sometimes, how dare me? You know, there are times where, where, where I tell God, you know, I got the audacity to do this. God, I studied the Bible already. No need to read anymore. What's that to read? I know all the stories already. What's, what's, what's the new revelation? 
God said, how dare you? When you don't pick up the word, then you don't let me reveal to you when you have a revelation, when you behold the glory of God, you will be fascinated by His glory and you are transformed. Not something that you can do with your own will. Amen. When you see Him high and lifted up, when you meet God face to face, you will never be the same again. That revelation will change you. That revelation, that holiness of God will just touch you and you become holy instantly. I say again, let me share with you. You see, in order for us, amen, you know what the Bible says? In order for us to tap into that revelation, everybody say revelation. The Bible says this, let's turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. going to give you a key, and it's got to do with seeking first the kingdom of God. That's what we've been talking about. It says this, if then you were raised with Christ, Seek those things which are below, above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Amen. Start beholding His glory. How God will save me. How God will love me. Amen. We got to be careful. Amen. That, 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 that we... Focus on the wrong thing. We focus on earthly things. We focus on success that has no transformation. When success has no transformation, it's deception. Because the first thing that God wants to do in us is transform us into His likeness. The first thing that God purposed in our hearts is to become like Him. And He wants that glory to come out of you so that people can see the glory of Jesus Christ. He's real. The first person that showed me that glory was Jenny Miller. Amen. When she would love me, that she would teach me a Bible study. And then when I see, wow, this person is so different. Why is he so different? And then he led me. Amen. Everybody say, let me. Let me to encounter God myself. Amen. You know what? This Resurrection Sunday is really about. Is God alive in you? Have you take a moment and ask yourself, amen, is God alive or am I doing a Bible study and I will go water baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost and that's it? Or am I seeking? For the things above. Because you know what? Soon and very soon, Jesus Christ is going to come back again. If you see the end times, everything unfolding before you. And when you talk about end times, you're also going to talk about things that is going to be very careful. First thing that happened with end times is that he will control the money. Economy is one of the things. And then suddenly, you got nothing. And then you know what will happen? What's left? I say Jesus Christ is coming back again. Thank you for that overwhelming response. I think for my 20 years as a Christian, I've been hearing this, Jesus Christ, come back again. Jesus Christ is coming. You don't want to miss the last train. I, I say again, you don't want to miss the last train, but, but in fact, you can enter into the last train right now if you want to. If there is hunger, the Bible says, blessed are they that are, that, that are thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. I say again, you don't have to wait for another DCD. If you just come in front and say, I hunger and I thirst. Not, listen very carefully, not self-righteous. In order for God to wipe you out, you got to be hungry with true righteousness. Sometimes, you know, we tell God, God, I pray that, I do this, that. that's self-righteousness. Hello? I read the Bible, that's self-righteousness. If it doesn't change you to be like Christ is self-righteousness. 
and, and we got to pause for a moment and, and say, God, what does it mean to be like you? And then I work towards relationship with Christ rather than all those exercise. By the way, Samantha, Danny, welcome back. <laughs> Amen. You know, and that's what really communion is really all about. Amen. Today we're going to take communion. It's been a some time. Amen. Some of us forgot what communion is. That, uh, you know, everyone should get a cup. You know, and, and, and again, first of all, it's a reminder. Communion is a reminder that the old has gone and the new has come. What new attitudes should I embrace? The attitude of Christ. Philippians chapter 2 talks about it. We need to put on humility. We need to let God be God and I not be God. You need to stop all your judging, all your nonsense, all the resentment. Let God be the judge of all. Come to a place of humility. I need you, first of all, for me. We need to do as often as, not just pastor team is doing this. You need to do it yourself on a daily basis, you know, and not take this for granted. And drink it in such a way that it represents what it's supposed to mean. The broken body, humility. The broken body, death on the cross. He was silent. Didn't complain. Amen. You know what? He gave his life. We didn't take it away from him. He gave it. Let me remind you, he prophesied his own death. He planned this it this way because he loves you and I, because he cannot stand. Sin is separating us. That's why we remember this. Good Friday is about the death. Evening, burial, confusion, chaos, Saturday. But then Sunday is coming. There is resurrection after that. I say again, there is resurrection after that. Amen. Amen. And, and again, when we take communion, let's not just think about the death. I want to remind you there is resurrection coming. Amen. I, everybody say praise the Lord. How many of you are glad that there's a resurrection coming? In fact, some of us have already felt the resurrection when God filled us with His Spirit. Amen. The hope of glory. Everybody say praise God. Here's what I want us to do. Amen. Why don't we stand for a moment? Amen. Today I preach quite fast. Huh? Why? Maybe I should preach another 40 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. But again, you know, communion is for born-again believers. Maybe this is the first time that you've done this. But what does communion symbolize? Communion symbolizes that remember what Jesus did on Good Friday. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Okay, you know, if you do not have the bread and the grape juice, I want you to lift your hands so that our ambassadors can pass it to you. You know, if you do not have, just raise your hands. Amen.
Just what I want us to do first. Let's go into the Lord in prayer right now. Amen. Let's lift our hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your presence. Lord, we boldly enter into your presence, Father, because of the blood. And Father, you did not just die, you rose again. Therefore, our walk with you is not one that symbolizes or commemorate just only your death, but also commemorating that you are living in us. So Father, I pray God that Lord, as we partake this, God, we examine our hearts. Can we do that right now? We examine our hearts, Lord. And as we examine our hearts, God, we want to examine, Lord, areas, God, that we have not died to sin. Amen. Lord, the, the old man needs to die. The old thinking needs to go, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, talk to God for a moment. Lord, there are things that I'm holding back. Maybe I'm not forgiving myself. Maybe, God, there are things that I'm resentful about. But God, because you have forgiven me, the old has gone and the new has come. Father, I'm asking God that you will cleanse us right now. Father, that you will cleanse us right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, just lift your hands. Father, just cleanse me, Father, right now, God, so that I may partake of this, God, in a right spirit, Lord, the spirit of worship, the spirit that you deserve all the glory and all the honour. Father, we give you, God, all the resentment, all the hatred right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, all the confusion, we give it to you and we declare you are in control. Doesn't mean, God, that I need to understand every tiny detail, but God, I choose to trust you. Father, I choose to trust the finished work on Calvary. I choose to trust you, God, that you rather die on the cross to see any of us, Lord, enter this separation from you, God, eternal death, Lord. And Father, I, 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 I ask, God, right now, God, that you will eradicate any attitudes that is totally unlike you so that I can Enter in, Lord, into your holies of holies. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, just, just pray for a moment right now. Lord, again, God, I do not want to take this, Lord, lightly, God, but Lord, revive me again, Father. Rekindle the fire within me again. Rekindle that joy, Father, as I, as I remember what you did on Calvary. I was lost, but now I'm found in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we partake of the broken body, which is the brain, I want us to see a video real quickly. Amen. The MQ has prepared a video. So we're going to watch this and I'm going to come up real quickly. Shall we just leave our voice right now? Amen. Let's thank God for the blood. Let's thank God for the body. Father, right now, come on, let's thank Him. Amen. Before we partake of the bread, let's thank Him. Come on, let adoration come out of us right now. Father, we thank You for the blood. Lord, we thank You for the body that was broken for us. Oh Lord, we don't deserve Your goodness. We don't deserve, Lord, how You found me, how You loved me. Come on, just let your voice out in adoration. Come on, just thank the Lord. We got time to thank Him. All that you did on Calvary, all my sins, all my secret sins, you saw it, Lord. 
Father, we worship you. Lord, if, if there's nothing else that needs to be done, today, God, my heart felt gratitude on what you did on Calvary. Lord, I do not want to take this for granted. I do not want to partake this, God, lightly. But God, I want to stand in awe of you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and say, Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Can we partake of the bread right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's partake of the bread right now. Father, we thank you. Come on, just thank the Lord right now. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. You were broken for me, Father. I thank you by your stripes we are healed. After the same manner also, he took the cup and when he has supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do it as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Can we just partake of that grape juice right now? Can we just thank the Lord right now, Father, and thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's thank God for the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Amen. Father, we thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood, the blood that cleanses me, the blood that atones, God, every one of my sin, my past, my present, and my future sin. Lord, I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, just lift your hands for a moment. Amen. Before we move on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's, let's thank the Lord for a moment. Father, we love you. Father, we love you because you first love us. Come on, let's let our voices, if, if, if you don't do anything else today, let's show God our appreciation for the blood. Father, right now, Jesus, the blood that cleanses me, the blood that gives, brings, Lord, forgiveness to my sins, Lord. Oh, Come on, let, let, let your worship erupt right now. Let us be standing in awe of His greatness, in all of His mercy. Hallelujah, Jesus God, I desire. I desire to be close where you are. Your life that brings, your blood that brings life to me, your life, Lord, your blood that revitalized, God, my walk. 
with you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands one more time to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have commemorated His death. Now comes a very important part. On the third day, Jesus rose again. <laughs> I don't know about you. I serve a God that is alive. I say again, I serve a God that is alive. Amen. You know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> my mom would say certain things like, see that. <laughs> you know, because like, you know, we were talking like sad stories, you know, and then he said that, I am not dead. <laughs> Why you behave like I'm dead? And, and that made me think for a moment, my walk with God is not a dead one. You know, I know many incredible men that pass away, Lee Kuan Yew, great man. I honour him, but he's dead. Amen. Michael Jackson, one of the all-time pop artists, nobody, he's so talented, he's dead. Amen. Bishop Willoughby, he's not dead. <laughs> he's asleep. That's what the scripture says. But the day will come where he'll be resurrected. Everybody say praise the Lord. And, and, and I want us today, you know, you know, I know that they are playing some slow song, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ is alive. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, yeah, he's alive. Amen. Come on. Yes, I am touched by the very fact of his sacrifice, but I'm not crying because he's dead. Uh, let me warn you again, because some of us are crying because we think that he is dead. Like some person who loves us so dearly he's alive amen so you know if you don't mind if i did ask the praise and worship team it's been a while since we praise god <laughs> amen come on how many of you felt a bit twan, <laughs> tired after praising god you know a, a bit tiring i i was standing there wow it's been a while since i jumped man <laughs> and i was panting you know i i, I say again <laughs> You know, we're going to do some exercise here. We, we, we're going to get back to the routine of praise and worship. I say again, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I don't have the luxury to say this. I don't have the luxury to say, you know, the dancing floor is open. We used to say that. The dancing floor is open, but we don't have the luxury to do that. Okay? But I think that we can dance in our seats, up and down. <laughs> because again, because Jesus Christ is life, that you and I can be a dancing generation. I say again, you and I can be a dancing generation. Can I have all the musicians come up, get ready to sing to the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, He's alive. Amen. I say again, He's alive. He's alive forevermore. He still wants to do miracles. He's not done with your life yet. Amen. Sister Hui, are you ready? Praise God. Did the praise team do an awesome job? Praise God.